The following podcast is an excerpt of the book, Our Fractured Image, available on Amazon as a paperback, ebook, or audiobook. In Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, from the New Living Translation, God instructed the people that, Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life, so that you and your descendants might live. Our life is filled with daily choices, too numerous to count. We choose a path, and the path leads to a result. The result is the consequence of the decision we have made. It is our choice. Select the road leading to life or the road leading to death. The decision is your responsibility. In this chapter, I will be dealing with the existential burden of free choice and personal responsibility. We are in the privileged and yet terrifying position of being able to create who we are through the choices we make. The frightening part is it is our personal and individual responsibility to make those choices. If you abandon your responsibility by living as a victim with bitterness, fear, or anger, you are giving up your power and the ability to create a new you. It is ultimately your choice, a choice that should be a freedom and not a hindrance. This chapter is not a philosophical debate on free will. Whether you are a determinist, a compatibilist, or a libertarian, you will still have to choose many times today, and those choices will make a difference in your life. They will affect your present and future life experience. You will make choices today, and you will have to be responsible for the consequences and outcomes of those choices. The first step in learning to deal with this existential burden of free choice and personal responsibility is to acknowledge it exists and that it is a problem. Our life is the sum of the choices we make, and we make thousands of them every day. We face hundreds of immediate daily options from what we will have for breakfast, to what clothes we will wear, to what we will do with our day. We make choices about our future, like what we will do for our education or work, to where we will go for vacation this year, that is, if we have chosen to set aside enough money throughout the year to be able to afford a vacation. We decide where we will live, what we will believe, who we will marry, and on and on. We even get to choose a lot of our emotional responses, whether we will be angry or bitter, or decide to just let things go and be happy. Our life is a massive flowchart of decisions leading to where we are today. What it boils down to is this burden of free choice and personal responsibility is a matter of what we choose to do with what we have. To get a better handle on this burden in a way that we can make it work for us, we need to be aware of what we have and what options we have 
when it comes to choosing what to do with what we have. So, what do we have? What we have can be broken down into the four categories of person, place, things, and time. What do we have as a person? We have our personality, our core beliefs, our physical body. This is our person. Within this category of my person, there is room for limitless choice. What is your personality? How can you determine how your character will show itself? What components of your personality would you like to change? What are your core beliefs? You need to take time to consider what your core beliefs are as they are the main factor in determining your life's direction. You have many choices regarding your physical body. Unfortunately, we all have limitations to our potential when it comes to fitness. We cannot be all Olympic athletes or world-class swimmers. But as you sit here today, you are as fit and as fat as you have chosen to be. You are responsible for everything you put in your mouth and accountable for what you do for exercise. Sorry, but it's not your thyroid or the size of your bones if you are fat. It is because you've overeaten many times and that was your choice. Another part of our personality that often gets neglected is our dreams. Our imagination and dreams bring about new directions and inventions, often making the world a better place. We should choose to allow ourselves time to dream. The next category is the category of place. What is our place? Our place is the space we occupy and our defining titles, which is the space we employ in the lives of others. It is where we live, where we work, and how others define us. We live and work in an established community in a specific country at a time in history. We define ourselves by our titles like a friend, neighbor, husband, wife, teacher, banker, sister, brother, son, or daughter. If you take the time to consider this list of titles, it will be extensive. What place do you want to occupy? What choices will you have to make to occupy that chosen space? What titles are used by others to define you? Options in this area will end up consuming most of your time, so be careful how and what you choose. The category of things is also pervasive. It is the category of what we feel we own. It is our resources, our talents, our job, our family, and our immediate responsibilities. We face multiple daily choices as to what we are to do with what we own. This choice is the area where we are most aware of the importance and demand of daily choices and decisions. What resources do you have? How do you plan to use those resources? What do you plan to do with your talents? The next category is the category of time. We all have an allotment of time. How we choose to spend it, 
will be the most significant factor in the outcome of our life. We measure the quantity of our life by years when it would serve us better to measure the amount by days. We should approach each day as if it is a new year. What and how you choose today will have a more significant impact on your life than what you plan to do in the distant next year. If you choose wisely the path for your day, the year will take care of itself. Yes, long-term plans are necessary, but it is what you decide to do with the day that will determine if you achieve those plans. Today is my 24,265th day. We should live counting our days and not counting our years. This day is a gift. Spend it wisely. We make a lot of wrong assumptions regarding time and how to spend it wisely. There needs to be a balance with work time and rest time, active time and meditative time. We need time to push ahead and time to step back. We are wrong to assume it takes massive amounts of consecutive time to accomplish something of value. The reality is we can achieve a lot with the regular daily utilization of small allotments of time. It is best to view all these components of person, place, things, and time as potential bearing seeds. For example, we all have a handful of time. Where we choose to plant those time seeds will determine a lot of what happens in our life. It is a worthwhile exercise to spend some quiet time in solitude to consider and evaluate what you have. What seeds are in your pocket? It is a good idea to write them down and ponder the best way to plant and care for those precious seeds. What can we do with these seeds? What are our options? As an example, let's say you have just received an unexpected $1,000 check from the IRS for an overpayment of your last year's taxes. What can you do with that check? Well, firstly, you may decide to do nothing. After all, it was utterly unexpected. Maybe it's a fake. So you determine the best thing to do is nothing. Leave it in the envelope. You have another option. You may decide to throw it away. This option may not be the wisest choice, but it is still an option. Another option would be to acknowledge it as legitimate, but to treat it carelessly and just put it in a drawer with a plan to take it to the bank sometime in the future. Another choice would be to take it to the bank and then treat it casually, forgetting it is in your account. You may also decide to cash the check and take the money home and just put it aside for some future need. You may choose to give it away, to be used by others, or you may decide to invest it and patiently wait for it to grow. Whatever you end up deciding to do, it is your choice and your responsibility to make that choice. You have multiple options for what you choose to do with that IRS check. Just like you have numerous options, for all the other seeds you possess. What freedom and potential. I get to choose what to do, what direction my life will go. So, where is the problem? 
The issue is these free choices don't feel very free much of the time. And we end up wasting a lot of our life trying to fight or change what we cannot change. The following are some of the factors that make a free choice feel like a burden. First, it puts you in the driver's seat. Your choices are your responsibility. We may not have an issue with free choice, but we do have problems with being personally responsible, especially when things don't go as planned. Yes, you do get to choose what direction you go, but what you don't get to choose is the consequences of that choice. You must own the outcomes as well as the opportunity. You do not get to cast blame on anything or anyone else if you are not happy with the consequence. If you cast blame or live as a victim, you have just given away the power in your ability to choose. You have given it to someone or something else. You are now powerless. Free choice is also an issue at times because there can be too many possible choices, making it impossible to choose the best path. We can become paralyzed by a multiplicity of possible right decisions and end up not choosing at all. Another area of problem is that once we make some choices, they are very hard to undo. You are stuck with the selection and it may not be possible without a lot of grief to undo that choice. Just try to undo a career choice, a marriage choice, having a child choice, purchasing a house choice, choosing to take an addictive substance, or getting into the driver's seat while intoxicated choice. And you will find out quickly that to undo these choices can be very costly. Attempting to undo destructive decisions is an attorney's bread and butter. You will want to avoid as many of these choices as possible. Life is hard. Do not make choices in the direction of making it even harder. Another issue with all these free choices is we do not live on a deserted island. Our choices affect others and their decisions affect us. Somehow, we need agreeable common ground or else our options will end up causing a battle. Another issue is that choices may also have significant limitations. There are some choices we do not get to make because of constraints in time, genetics, attributes, resources, legality, other obligations, and at times, just a limited number of choices. Considering these problems, suddenly this free choice does not seem free, and at times it is a significant burden. You have the privilege of free choice and the burden of being responsible for your choice. You do not get limitless do-overs. If, however, you are wise, you do get to look at and evaluate the decisions made by others and their resultant consequences. In this context, we have a lot to learn from our parents. Whether they were good or evil, they were examples of choices and outcomes we were able to closely observe. Once we have accepted this burden for what it is and that it is present in every human, 
we can get to the point where it can be appreciated. When we get to the point of understanding the fact that we can choose our path but not our consequences, we are then free to dream and imagine within realistic parameters. The desired outcome should guide today's choices. We are now living life in the zone of if-then. If I dream of becoming a concert pianist, then I should get a piano, find a teacher, take lessons, and devote time to practice. If I desire to retire with an income for my retirement years, then I better start saving as early as possible. These are choices based on the desired consequence. It takes courage and perseverance to live deliberately, not caving to the urgent demands of the moment. You are free to dream and imagine. Take time to ponder. About what are you passionate? What kind of person do you want to be? What kind of spouse do you want to become? What kind of parent do you want to be? What kind of grandparent do you want to be? Who do you want to serve? What legacy do you want to leave at the end of your life? Do not throw away your freedom for productive pondering. After all, it is your life, the only one you get. Live it deliberately. The burden of free choice and personal responsibility does not have to weaken you. It can make you stronger. How can this be possible? How can the burden of free choice and personal responsibility strengthen you? To be able to live with intent, to live more deliberately, is life-changing. So how can you do this? First, it is essential to spend time in solitude for an honest appraisal. Take time daily to consider who you are and what you have. Embrace what you have as if what you have were seeds, seeds with incredible potential, seeds you need to plant and maintain. In Psalm 5 verse 3 from the Passion Translation, the psalmist states, At each and every sunrise, you will hear my voice as I prepare my sacrifice of prayer to you. Every morning, I lay out the pieces of my life on the altar and wait for your fire to fall upon my heart. Prayerful, meditative solitude will change your life. Take time. List your dreams, your gifts, your resources, and your options. What will you do with those seeds? You can choose to do nothing. You can throw them away. You can treat them carelessly. You can manage them casually. You can just put them aside. You can give them away. Or you can plant them where they will grow and flourish. If you do this in the quiet of the day, when there are no pressures for an action, you will find that you will become more aware of many more options. Secondly, take time to quiet the loud noise and demands of the urgent. You will always have urgent matters demanding attention right now, but most of those urgent matters are not necessary. Learn to separate the urgent from the important and at least spend some time considering the important. 
then you can move on to the pressing matters that demand attention. Thirdly, write out your options. Be creative and list as many options as you can think of. Even options you know you would never follow. Writing will help bring to the surface options you may have never thought of before. Options that can provide a positive, creative solution to a stressful problem. Fourthly, plan for essential choices and decisions. During your time of solitude, when you are pondering crucial life decisions like a spouse, education, work, hobbies, or housing, write a list of what is important to you. Feel free to dream. You have an imagination. Use it. Try to make some of these decisions before they become a matter of urgency. The pressure of necessity will destroy your creativity and imagination. Fifthly, take time daily for significant decisions. The decisions that determine what kind of person you will become because who you are is much more important than what you do. Be honest when you are evaluating your status. Are you angry? Are you bitter? Are you greedy? Are you self-centered? Are you a victim? Are you discouraged? Be honest with where you are if you expect to get somewhere else. Lastly, don't blame anyone else for your immediate consequences. If you blame, you give away your power and the ability to make choices. Being overburdened by free choice and personal responsibility will steal your ability to make decisions, kill your dreams and imagination, and destroy your ability to live deliberately. Take time to pause and consider. It is your life. Live it deliberately. It is your choice. God made you to be creative and productive as you walk with Him.